Sunday, March 24th, we are here, Tupac Shakur, you gotta come up with a new nickname for this week, but we're back at it with the Charles Little Podcast, what's going on my man, how was the weekend? Uh, the weekend was lovely, and I'm going by Bobby Axelpod right now, you know, Billions is back on, so you know, it's Sunday Sunday night, we're doing this right now, you know, after we get after the, after we get done here, start off episode two, so, I mean, the weekend is going good, man, can't complain, how about you? Man, everything's everything. Just getting back from Columbus, great guys weekend. Um, I always hold off this to work with hopefully the tournament. A tournament, do they make the tournament? So things are to change up. Obviously, you know, I get the, the willies get back to when I head into Columbus. Anytime I go by the shoe, it's a beautiful place. It's just I've had a lot of nightmares there, as you know. Things happen. But everything's everything, man. It's, well, it's, uh, without further ado, I think we just got to get to the tweet of the weekend, man, because we got a lot to cover uh, from a content perspective. Let's, let's go for it. I love this one because you and I are 99% on the same page except when you start talking about your NFL career, which I find funny. Um, here we go from Bobby Axelpod. My girl, my girlfriend, GF, folks, so if you're looking for my GF, meaning girlfriend, met someone from Cincy today in Iceland. Let's unpack that sentence. I love that Charles and AB are almost two years strong and whatnot and how he references her, even though she's not on social media from this pr- perspective on Twitter. But I do appreciate that. She then asked me why I dislike Cincy so much. I didn't even say the school from down there. I just explained what Cincy-style chili was, and she completely understood my stance. That one got 11 likes from your followers, uh, and then obviously it didn't ensue in terms of a conversation. So you have 60 seconds to explain not only what Cincy-style chili is, but if you had to give a thesis about why it is absolutely horrible. Um, so for those who don't know, Cincinnati style chili is essentially a dog food with a cinnamon in it. Um, <laughs> oh it's man. Just, it's got this weird consistency to it. It's like, um, it's like almost like stadium chili, but like lower grade stadium chili. Like, you know how that's not like the hearty, it's not hearty at all. It's just like very thin and watery. The secret, uh, ingredient is cinnamon. Uh, imagine cinnamon and, um, and chili. It's not that great. And um, the the extra Cincinnati uh, twist they put on it is they serve it on um, spaghetti noodles, so you're pretty much having cinnamon spaghetti. Um, that's it's. I'm not saying it's it's not horrible on um, on chili dogs, but the the quality of chili that it, like the consistency of it is just weird. It's hella runny. It's hella watery, um, and they serve it on a bed of noodles. I just. I, I've been off the bandwagon since day one. I, I can't emphasize that enough. Thank you very much uh, for that recap. As we, it may Do you like, like Cincinnati chili? Do you like Skyline? Uh, absolutely not. It's okay. literally the worst thing I've ever had in my mouth. Okay, okay. That I actually I paid for something. And I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, there's I'm just not expecting cinnamon in my chili. Like, no. Yeah. Hell no, in fact. Like, but here's create, the thing: it sucks. A small uproar on Dayton Twitter. Apparently, um, yes. there's, a, there's a mixed crowd on this. We have friends. I have friends that like have family members who are executives in Skyline, so I don't like hating on it. It it is. And I've done enough of it already. Clearly, just now, but I just don't like it, and I never will like it. And I I always question people like, if you're not from there, is it really? I mean, how, what is the percentage of people that do like it who's not from there? You know, it has to be very small. Very, very small. It's like the percentage of people who like uh, barbacoa as their Chipotle uh, topping. Mm, fair enough. 
very small crowd. Yes, I agree with that as well. Very, it's actually a very, uh, that's a very good comparison right there. Uh, so great on the tweet of the week, we had to make sure folks uh, got a little bit of taste of that. Uh, everything going well with AB in in Iceland? She will be back soon. Uh, yeah, she'll be back um, tomorrow. Uh, she's she's good. She's good. From what I can tell, she's had a good time. I haven't been able to talk to her much, uh, obviously, but she's uh seems to have been having fun. They spent they went to they went to a cold place and all the shit they've done is warm stuff. I don't understand why she just didn't go to like a tropical place. But teach their own. Um she saw the wall from uh Game of Thrones and Excellent. I think they, I think they chased the Aurora Borealis all week but didn't see it. So uh all in all I feel like she's she said she had a good time. I'd be excited to see her tomorrow, so yeah. Okay. Northern Lights anywhere? And that is your relationship report. Hey, you know what? We got to keep it. I'm happy for you on that respect. It's okay. We can address her from time to time here and give the people what they want sometimes. But uh, all right. We're looking forward to seeing some pictures with that. I'm not going to put out her Instagram. It's just ridiculous to do. But I will be checking it out and make sure that uh, we give uh, some proper uh, uh, th- uh, some proper uh congratulatory and welcome back and things of that nature so no she had a good time every time she she talks to me at the end of the day she's always hitting me with um you know trying to give me the rundown and i'm like you already posted the whole fucking day so here you go you ain't gonna (laughs) tell me shit i saw it all so it works for me it seemed seemed like a good time in the words of the great philosopher Sidney dean wesley snipes from white men can't jump listen to the woman sometimes you just gotta be on the other end charles and just she just wants to tell you your day. It makes sure she feels connected. Maybe it's one of her five love links. I don't know. But clearly you just saw it through social media, but this is just her chance for her to have some time with her with her Charles. And I try, I try to live my truth. So that's, that was the thought I was having. So I just had to share <laughs> I try to live my truth. I try to live my truth, man. We appreciate <laughs> you. Why would you do that? Appreciate you being real as, as much as possible on here. But uh, I mean, if anything, I'm being a very supportive boyfriend of her Instagram account because I liked everything she posted. So, hey. Oh, well, I guess that gives you a couple more brownies or uh, get $200 and, and go. Or This is how you go, love a woman in 2019, I like guess. all Instagram pictures. Before you go brush your teeth, stay in bed for about 10 extra minutes, I guess. That's maybe the yeah. card you wanted through by all the likes. Congratulations. In other news, we'll move on uh, in terms of relationship. Man. So I've tried to explain to folks, like me being from the DMV, my, my dad has like, explained to me uh, how I didn't see just because of me growing up in like TV and NBA, I didn't know how good Johnny Dawkins was at basketball. But my dad like tells me that if Johnny Dawkins never went to Duke, Coach K is not who he is right now, and there's a good chance he would have been fired. And then you get to see some of the – you know, the post-game stuff, as we uh, saw today. Johnny Dawkins, uh, folks don't understand, he led Duke to three straight um, Final Fours. They just couldn't get over the hump. So there was a time where there was, like, Coach K was like Roy back in his day, like Roy with KU, where they just couldn't get over the hump, could get over the hump to get that natty. Uh, but three straight Final Fours with Jay Billis, uh, some of that crew, um, and my and that really propelled Coach K and then, like, led him into getting into late in the 80s. Uh, and in the early 90s, if, you know, you move from Johnny Dawkins and then go to Christian Leighton, one of their top five college basketball players of all time. And then uh, Johnny Dawkins, they play today. And, Charles, I'm going to let you – where do we even start with this game, man? I mean, I actually – I love the triangle in two, but can you only do that with a seven-foot-six guy? Let's let's break it all the way down. We'll, we'll, let's go with the highlights. Tell me tell me your overall thoughts on the game, but we'll get into some specifics. Go ahead, brother. Um, I thought – I honestly felt like uh, – UCF should have won the game. You got some tough breaks at the end. 
I was hope you know that that put back like that's that's a, that's when it really comes down to you know basketball much like football is a game of inches uh, that put back was so close to going in um definitely thought like like I said I felt like UCF deserved to win that game kind of sucked you know sucks in the tournament that you know people got to take those L's but I mean Duke found a way to win and like every you know usually um in every you know great tournament run you know with the teams that end up in the championship or teams that end up cutting down the nets you know everybody has that one game where that's you know real tight real nip and tuck and you know, somehow, some way, Duke found a way to win that game. You got to give, uh, you know, Zion credit for for getting that play down the stretch, and then RJ, of course, for getting the uh, the putback. So, I mean, those guys fought hard. They 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 did what they could, and, and like I said, every every great run seems to have one of those games. You know, even in football, you know, there's usually a close game for the team that doesn't win the championship at some point. They had to pull one out. You know, when they, when they weren't at their best. So, um, you know, they 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 saw, met that challenge and they, and they passed it. So, you know, we'll see what happens next weekend. Um, what are your so our boy Cam Reddish? It's not that he's always there. I mean, he has a fouling issue though. Um, I don't like he doesn't move his feet as great as he could. Um, actually, thought he'd be a better defender than what he's been showing. Uh, but you know what? They're down four, and then he didn't mind dribble through the legs twice, step back three, and I'm just like, well, this is exactly why we think he's gonna be. He translates to the league because he can make a bucket. That's for sure. Um, now Zion, I thought when he pulled the three. When they were down three and they missed and they got the offensive rebound, I think Delorier got it out and kicked it back out. Just an incredible effort by him to drive into Taco, get the foul, wait until he fouled him as he's still in the air, changes like his body to get a shot. I mean, it was, but you know, missed the free throw and then RJ just happened to be in the right place at the right time. Unfortunately, where he was almost similar to the Gonzaga game earlier this year when they were uh, uh, in November. Um, in Maui, so it was just interesting how that all went down, um, and then RJ was able to put it in. Uh, what, what talk to me about? So it kind of like like Aubrey Dawkins, obviously, you know, Coach Dawkins' son. A game like that, does that translate for him? Like it's some film he can put to work of like him trying to you know get a contract at the next level or get a look. How does that, I mean, how does how do games like that? I mean, it definitely shows he's got potential. Uh, if anything is, I mean, that's always going to boost your stock when you you play well against Duke. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what year the kid is. Um, he's graduating. Uh-huh. He's, so he's a senior. Yeah, so, like, yeah, that's going to play real well when he's trying to get overseas. And if he's going to get, you know, that probably, he probably played his way onto a, onto a summer league team off that game. So, I mean, he definitely definitely opened some eyes today, and that's all you can do is ask for an opportunity. He definitely gave himself a chance to, to get an opportunity. I don't know if he's going to Ports, uh, Portsmouth or, or not, but, you know, he definitely ended up probably on a summer league game, a summer league team just off that one game. So good for mm-hmm. him. Absolutely. Uh, talk to me about how are you – do you think UCF has the game plan to beat Duke? Is that Can that be replicated what they did? Kind of let kind of let Trey Jones and uh, – what's my man? Uh, Gold, uh, Goldwire just kind of, hey, y'all go ahead and shoot. We're going to put our tallest guy and we'll keep him in the middle. What were your thoughts? I mean, yeah, with, that lack replicated? Of, with the lack of shooting that they have, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, it, I mean it's better to, to pack the paint. Um, on Zion, who you know, obviously is doing was doing most of his operating there, and um, RJ, who likes to drive. I mean, I'd pack it in too and make Trey Jones and those guys hit shots. It just makes more sense, you know. If you you know pick your poison, I'm definitely gonna gonna live and die with you know. If Trey Jones hits six threes and you and you lose, you know that's one thing. But the you know stopping Zion is priority, you know, number one. And nobody seemed to be able to do that yet. But you know, you, you've got to stop him first and foremost, and, and packing the zone and putting tall guys in size. Is uh is always going to be you know highest priority you know I, I I continue to think a team um like Michigan State could really give Duke trouble just because I know they're they're physical 
and and they got bodies up front to bang with them. Tennessee would be another team that that would give them problems, just because uh, Zion wouldn't be able to have his way with those guys. Those guys are just as you know not as you know comparably strong as to him. So, um, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, it's, it's we'll see how teams play. It's it's a one thing to have the game plan. It's a whole other thing to execute it. So, you know, you can have the blueprint, but if you can't execute it, it doesn't matter. Say we're talking, let's call it eight days from now. Is Duke in the Final Four? Are they in Minneapolis? I say no. Oh. But, I, I mean, but I obviously wouldn't be surprised if the number one seed made it to the Final Four. Well, that's not what we're, that what we're doing saying, the podcast. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put money on it just because, you know, today you know today and other times I've seen them this year, they're vulnerable um, when they're not shooting, when they're, when they're not, you know, clicking on all cylinders. They can be had, um, you know, Florida State game, even though Cam hit the shot. You know, days like today, you know, they've had some, they've had some, some, some close games. So um, the right team with a week to prepare for them might be able to give them, a, give them a little smoke. And it's the tournament, man. Who knows? So Buzz Williams just got Virginia Tech to their first time in school history to the Sweet 16. They've beaten Duke this year. Uh, I believe it was no Zion. But they're going to be in D.C. next, let's call it Friday. I do believe it'll be Friday. And then I'm assuming we will see uh, Mr. Nance. Uh, Grand Hill and, and the Raftery in D.C. next week for the Friday-Sunday tilt. Can Vitek get Duke? Uh, definitely. I mean, they already beat him once this year uh, in conference, so, they, you know, they're not scared of him. They're they're familiar with him. And, you know, as I said, even, you know, we were talking about conference play uh, last week. You know, you, you play teams multiple times. They're familiar with your sets, familiar with your personnel. You know, um, as much as they're not, you know, the, Zion didn't play in the game that they beat him, but at the same time, they're not scared of Zion. They, they You know, they're not they're not going to be hopefully not lay down the same way that um, whoever that was was scared of them uh, in the in the first game of the ACC tournament it was at Syracuse and they just kind of laid down and were scared of them. But yeah, no, I, I give Vitek a chance. I still think Duke would beat them. I think the um, their Elite Eight game would probably be the one that they could be had. But you know, like I said, if they pulled it out, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm, I'm going to say they're going through, but I think games like this kind of build your character up a little bit. But. Uh... Man, if Michigan State comes through, I mean, they can get them. That's for sure. Maybe LSU, too. Their LSU has a bunch of boys. So it's going to be a good region. One, two, three, and four. The tournament's been very chalky. But, I mean, I think we kind of expected that when you have a weak bubble like it was where, like, the 80th best team or almost 90th best team were, like, in the next four out or the first four out, like, when their right. Ken Palm is so low. That means the top dudes are just way better than in the middle of the pack. You just have a, like almost like a lot of fat, if you will, there. So this right. isn't really surprising to me that like the better, the better, the best of the better, like the best of the best are actually going to be through. So there's one, two, three, and four um, in what is looking like uh, in Duke's region, which will be D.C., uh, as well as uh, – and then on the other side of that, uh, I think it's one, two, three, and four. So we have Gonzaga um, as the one there. Excuse me. My apologies. Um, yeah, no, that's correct. Uh, and we have Michigan on the bottom of that. Uh, and then they're going to be, they got a really, really, really tough game. Some super F man. It's going to be a tough, tough game for them. Uh, Texas tech is no joke. They are very, very good. Um, they just handled their business. Um, that'll be in Anaheim. I, I'm whatever, what we're just seeing the only non chalk we got, like for one of the, we only have one double, double digit seat. That's going to make the, uh, Sweet 16, and that's what UC Irvine versus Oregon today. So one of those two are going through. So um, I don't know if you heard this little bit of news. Cal Berkeley, uh, they fired their coach, and apparently uh, Jason Kidd is not only in the Lakers' top two to be the head coach there, even though Luke, uh, Coach Luke Walton hasn't been fired yet, but 
apparently Cal Berkeley has Jason Kidd at the top of their uh, uh, at the top of their list. What are your thoughts on Jay Kidd as a coach? Uh, is Shareem Abdul-Fahim, uh, is he their number two pick? Or are they just pulling out alumni names? Sharif. Um, Man, Sharif. So I'm pretty sure Sharif is uh, either president of the G League now or or president of the vice president of a player like with the NBA. Like he's kind of risen up a little. He's, oh, has he's, he? Uh, he's high up as an executive, so I don't think he want to come and play around and have to take a compliance test. Yeah, shout out to his brother, Amir. He used to uh, work at Georgia Tech for, uh, for Coach Gregory. Cool, cool dude, good dude. All right, Atlanta dude. I think he actually still works at Georgia Tech on the basketball team for uh for for Pastor. Oh, okay, yeah, for Josh Pastor. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, J. Kid, what were your but, thoughts on no, the Bucks? I mean, J. Kid is um, I mean, from what was said about the J. Kid situation in you know in Brooklyn and and in Milwaukee, I mean, he's a bit of an asshole, but that kind of that actually might work for the college game because you know college basketball is very much a, a dictatorship. So, um. Yeah, he might that might actually suit him much better than having to deal with NBA players because he seems to be from the things that I've heard, he seems to be a, a bit of a know-it-all. So, I mean, there's no better place to be a know-it-all um, and a basketball genius than than the college ranks because you can just kind of like you, like I said, you can force people to do what you want them to do. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's not a, it's not a terrible pick for him, not at all. I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think that would be a better choice for him than Laker coach because I don't really see him excelling as the Lakers coach. That'll be interesting to talk about. We'll get to your Lakers here in a minute because I believe we'll just do it now. Uh, they got officially eliminated from the playoffs yesterday, sir. Um, do you want to wait to the to the lottery to give your eulogy, or you want to? Yeah, well, what's when up, Lakers, When the Lakers end up with a you know top four pick, um, it all makes sense. I'm positive vibes. The only thing I don't understand is um, why are we trying to fire Luke Walton? I don't think they're is Jason Kidd a better coach than Luke Walton? Is Ty Lue a better coach than, than Luke Walton? I just don't see see that being the case. I don't know if, you know, if he doesn't have LeBron's respect. But at a certain point, like, LeBron needs to be, like, grow up and be a be a damn professional if he doesn't respect the coach. But um, Or just be the player coach, to be honest, if that's how you feel. Because no, nobody ever seems to make you happy. Um, but I, I'm, if I was Lakers, I wouldn't fire Luke Walton. I would, you know, have a body on the same page. Um Go ahead, explain that. Go a little deeper on that. With Luke, like why why keep him? I mean, clearly something's wrong. I mean, I feel like I I feel like he's shown himself to be a, a good young coach. I mean, even like look at the way they played last year. Um, they had they have about the same record as they had last year, but they were really high. They played really good defense. They at least tried. They played hard every night. Like he was coaching those guys up last year. Um, I just think this LeBron situation just brought on a situation. I feel like they all on some level, like underestimated the entire LeBron situation. Um, so in that they just kind of, like I said, they just kind of appear to adjust. I don't feel like the ultimate decision should be LeBron's. So, I mean, like, yeah, if, if magic thinks that, I mean, I trust magic at still, I still at the moment trust magic. So if, you know, if he thinks that's best, I agree with him, but I feel like Luke Walton's got a long coaching career ahead of him. And if we fire him, somebody will hire him in a second. Mm. I'm not sure if you have your second round pick or not, but let's just say you end up getting one just because Magic and Rob just want to make sure they get uh, a couple young contracts and maybe they can cut somebody else to make sure they're making sure they have as much max space as possible. Um, would you take a flyer on Taco Fall? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you got a pick in the 50s, um, why not? He definitely could. Uh, if Bobon can play in the league, so can he. So, um, I mean, only problem that he would really have is, you know, how they put him in the pick and roll. Um, he'd be a little, he'd be in a little bit of trouble there. But um, I feel like for the most part, if, like I said, if Boban can play in the league and 
I mean, Roy Hibbert couldn't play in the league, but if Bohan could manage in the league, uh, so could Tago Fall, maybe. Definitely end up in the G League. Yeah, I think so, too. I like guys who don't have to jump to dunk. A.O. Him and Boban. And, man, Boban's, Boban's for the culture anyway. Huge fan of him. I know you like your your Bobby time as well. Uh, I, I mean, I'm actually looking forward to Boban is going to be in the uh, going to be in the playoffs, man. He would have been in the playoffs out west. He was definitely going to be in the playoffs in the out, out east. So yeah, uh, I'm I'm very concerned about Tobias Harris's upcoming uh, free agency because I'm trying to figure out if if the team that signs him um, will make sure that Bobby's taken care of as well. Uh, I just don't want I don't like living in a world where they're not on the same team. I feel, it makes me happy that they're on the same team. Agreed. When he when he hit that three the other night, uh, Tobias was on the uh, was like in the paint, like super hype. So like I, I I'm all about my Bobby and Toby time. Hey, I think Philly keeps them both because we know uh, they can depend on Joel Embiid to be healthy all the time. So why not keep them both? Because I think to- I think Tobias is going back to Philly, but we can cover that in June. That's for sure. But I think Jimmy Butler gone, but Toby and Bobby stay. I I can I I I'm good with that. I'm very good with that play. There you go. So yeah, man, is a uh, a transition things uh, is I for one on the side clown you about uh, you thinking that you could have been put on some pads and and been a second or third round pick out of the combine if you decided to play tight end even though we know you're all state all that football and football is your best sport however we do have to give some uh, reverence I want you to um, I think uh, one of the best tight ends if not the best tight end ever uh, based on this, these passing rules, uh, has decided to hang it up. And uh, after nine years, the great Rob Gronkowski is, is, uh, has retired today. Charles, give us some thoughts on Rob and, uh, and what do you think about the retirement? Yo soy fiesta. Mm. I mean, um, man, Gronk is one of my favorite my favorite football players. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I'm kind of in my feelings about it today. Um, but at the same time, like the man was, his body was beat to hell. Um, he, he stayed, he stayed hurt, stayed under the knife. So I can see how that takes a toll on people. Um, and you know, good for him. Got his money, got his Super Bowls, and, and got up out of there. So, I mean, I, like I said, I'm looking forward to uh the next Gronk act. I feel like I only think like I feel like we missed out. Like he could have definitely like been in like the Ben Affleck movie, that Triple uh Triple Frontier. Like Gronk could have definitely been in that. So hopefully, uh, when uh they make the remake, uh the the, the sequel Quadruple Frontier, they got a uh, Gronk replaces Ben Affleck since Ben Affleck got shot. Spoiler alert, but Ben Affleck gets shot in that movie. Um, but, yeah, um, good for Gronk. I don't know what Tom's going to do next year, but, you know, he's Tom Brady. He'll, fi- he'll find a way to make it work. And, uh, you know, just glad. He's not even – he's 30 now, and he's and he's retired. So, like, that's, that's like, the dream right there. How soon until Gronk is on uh, Monday Night Raw? So my, so my cousin posed this to me earlier. My only question with that is – can Gronk like Gronk's back? He's had like back surgeries, and can he like can he if he can play if he can wrestle, can he play football? I'm just saying like I feel like if you've had like back surgery and shit, like you don't need to be getting body slammed. But that's just me. Um, but if if I mean if he can pass the physical and go, uh, Gronk is going to be the greatest wrestler of all time. He's literally <laughs> Hulk Hogan meets The Rock. He like he's Hulk, he's Hulk Hogan meets The Rock. Mm, okay. He's like su- he's like Super John Cena. Like he's like yeah. He's like John Cena, except for actually cool. True, indeed. Okay. All right. All right. Good stuff. Appreciate you. Uh, you giving us a little bit on that. Uh, we are going to mix it up uh, from uh, from the sports world a little bit, just because we told the folks we're you know we want you to get an inside glimpse on keeping it real and we're Charles uh, about everything uh, going on with Charles and um, Charles top. Th- you know what? I'll give you five 
but I want you to give your top five uh, TV shows that are out right now. That are out right now. Okay. Yes. Uh, does Thrones count because it's coming out in three weeks? Or, or Thrones no? absolutely counts. And you can okay, start from so five. Game of Thrones, uh, Billions. I'm still a Homeland uh, guy. Facts. Facts. Holden. That I ain't gonna lie. To, last season in the last season in Germany was pretty good. Um, and then the the uh, season before, like there's been a couple good seasons. When uh when when the girl when the chick gets killed in the embassy in in, in the, like fourth season or so like that, that was a good oh god those some good seasons. Um, what else? That was three. Uh, Counterpart on Stars um is a very very slept on show, but it's really good. Wow. And Counterpart I'm working, over Power. I I don't like I don't I don't like Power. What? It's not it's not for me. It's not what? for me. Um. Mm. And then we'll I guess what would be the fifth the fifth best show on TV right now? We'll table this. To, okay, get to your fifth. Allison watches Power, but I'm not a I'm not a Power person. Um, I've only seen like bits and pieces of episodes. I think it's because Fifty was in it, and I'm not the biggest Fifty fan. It's just kind of like I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. Um, hmm. Okay. Fifth best show on TV. Um, hell, Brooklyn Nine Nine probably. For hmm. being honest. So we'll just take the top two. Like, I think it's indisputable right now that. From a cable television standpoint, Thrones and Billions are the two best TV shows out right now. And, and Billions, uh, because they still have a, I think they have another gear they're going to get to in this season for sure. Um, just letting folks know if you like started watching it, season one is super slow. It is super slow. You're just trying to get to know the characters a little bit. It is incredibly slow, but the drama, the action picks up incredibly in season two and season. And already we're off to a great start in season four for sure. So, um, well, tell me about what do you think about the last episode, man? The, the um, first episode I mean, like any any four. good first episode, like any good first episode, they're just laying groundwork, uh, catching you up on every, where everybody is, where everybody stands. Um, they laid some groundwork with, with Taylor and Axe. Um, my man Wags got kidnapped. Uh, so, yeah, they're definitely laying some groundwork. Laying some uh, foundation. Excited to see where it goes. I mean, it's only it's only the first episode. I'm sure I'm not sure if the season's got um, ten episodes or or twelve. But for them to start off, like I said, in the first you know episode one, laying groundwork, making sure everybody catches up. Every season of every show kind of starts off like that, just laying groundwork and kind of um, letting you know where everybody stands, where everybody's you know catching up with everybody, and then pushes forward. Uh, I'm definitely um, curious to see how they're gonna get rid of uh, Igor, whatever his name is. You know, John Malkovich's character, um, he acts can't seem to work um, his magic with with him in his orbit. So there's going to have to be a way that um, Axe gets rid of him. I think uh, he's going to get that's going to be his like his the one thing that Chuck does for him is going to be help him get rid of uh, Andaloff. That's his last name. So um, I'm excited to see where it goes. You know, obviously, it's a show about, you know, Bobby Axelrod mostly and uh, Chuck Rose mostly. So, like, I feel like, you know. We're in season four, but by season six, they'll be back winning again. So just wear it out, see how it goes, uh, see what dope New York restaurants they eat at, and uh, go from there. Are Chuck and Bobby going to still be friends at the end of this season? Um, I can see friends, but like drifting back towards uh, their, their original mix. I don't know. Like I, I, listened, to a, uh, I listened to an interview with the guy who um, writes it, um, did maybe two weeks ago and he said they weren't done writing the season so i can't even can't even get like they haven't written it yet like i can't even think about what they were where they're going with it so allowing themselves some wiggle room i like it um i think bobby is a little bit of his feelings you and i have had some 
uh, conversations about when, you know, just things mentally just are, I, I'm nervous for him right now. He's definitely, he's not as strong as he is, but, you know, it was really cool to see him have a little bit of weak moment with Wags. Uh, care to give any thoughts about where you think his mental state is right now? I don't feel like he's good. He's he, Like I said, they got they got him on the ropes a little bit. He's scrambling, but, um, you know, in that show, he seems to do his best work when he's scrambling. So, um like I said, even like toward at the end of the episode when he went on his little rant about sucking the air out of the room, uh, he's gonna figure it out. Like I, I got, I got faith in, in 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 Bobby. Like I got faith in Tom Brady. Like he'll he'll figure it out. What's going on with Wifey? You think uh, they're gonna get back together? You see, like maybe her starting to date somebody, and then then him going off the rails. I don't know. They haven't. They didn't show her last episode, so um, I don't even know if her character's coming back. She's kind of like she's kind of irrelevant to the whole storyline, but. She's up your alley. No, nah, not at all. Not at all. I've never. It's a light roast. No, never, never thought. Mike, you have a, your, your wife is white too. Nothing's uh, wrong with that. I'm talking about, but you have a thing I'm for tall blondes. Yeah, in some way, in some oh, world. Oh, okay. All right. Exactly what I said. Your homegirl's probably, we should IMDB her right now. She's probably a good five seven five eight, which is right up your alley. Yes, but of all of the tall blondes in Hollywood that I was a fan of, she's not one of them. I don't. I, I just what not, don't you like about? Uh, I don't know. She just doesn't do it for me. Hmm. All right. Like, what's the actress's name? Mylan Ackerman or whatever. It is. Yeah, she let's do it for me. Give us, give us some research on her. What's her? She could be a footer, which would definitely be right up your alley. Nah, man. Nah, hard pass. Hard oh, pass. all right. Fair enough. Taylor is a female. Were we shocked? Uh, and it never. It honestly just hadn't occurred to me. It was a great but, play, right? It was absolutely great, great writing and thought. Like, because you just never think about. It. Yeah, because you just like you, you would almost think she's like almost so they would be so opposed ah, to uh, doing such a thing. Mm, great I used to do today. that. Yeah, man, that was well done. I will say, how great is the show of being conscious and referencing? It's not even right to personality people. Yeah, it's it's. I, I'm sure, like even in writing it, it takes a, a bit of skill to write it. Um, there's sometimes when when they use it during the show that it kind of throws me off because it just doesn't you know you're thinking of the normal way that they is they would be used and um it's like you know when you're trying to keep track of the characters and stuff sometimes so uh it definitely took me some getting used to but you know yeah that's the proper term that's that's what they want to be called so yeah and it's not a forced right no no it seems it's very subtle and they kind of eased it in there agreed agreed yeah um Really excited about that. Going to be great to catch up on that season. Um, we are three weeks away from Thrones, three whole weeks away. Uh, the trailers have, have been incredible lately. Uh, the last one, obviously, I mean, basically just building up to the Battle of Winterfell, which is apparently supposed to be an hour and 25 minutes long. They brought back the director from Battle of the Bastards um, and I think also uh, from Hard Home as well, which is one of the most incredible TV scenes when the Night King raises his arms and then all the whites come alive. That was, and there's no talking, there's no music. And then the episode ends after like, a two, bro, incre- like I just about through my iPad. I was so happy because I have to watch it in because homegirl, we, if I watch it at late night, I can't watch it in bed uh, on the TV. Cause Sarah thinks there's too much violence. Um, but I mean, bro, I just, like, couldn't believe what, what had just happened. And I'm getting close to it in my rewatch because I'm right now on Oathbreaker Season 4, Episode 4. Uh, Brienne gets the, uh, Brienne, Brienne, Valerian. Talk to me about your excitement level. We're going to talk about this every week until it happens. Where are you at? Uh, I'm at, like, a, I'm at, like, a 7 right now. Um, oh. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to rewatch, 
Uh, I think my rewatch point is going to be from when John dies. The first time. Yeah. Um, does he die again? What are you talking about? There's 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 rumors. Man, I I don't want to get into that. Like I said, I I I think in, even in story writing, it's it'd be dumb for somebody to come back from the dead to die again. That, that's dumb. But um, yeah, I mean, all bets are off though. It is it is Game of Thrones. All bets are off. Um, I'm gonna be pretty upset though if if John and Daenerys end up dead. It seems like it's like we came through this whole journey with both of these people. One of them has to make it. But um, yeah, man. Like I said, I think I'm gonna start there. Uh, start my rewatch. And you know, I, I I I listen to pods. I read articles. I do. You know, I, I get on Reddit's and I you know I know all the conspiracy theories. I know you know all those all those things. So I I'm I'm excited, man. I'm trying not to go too deep into the wormhole too early. Um, Cause once I, you know, once it starts, I'm, I'm going to be there. So I'm just trying to, uh, you know, dabble my, dabble my toes in the water right now. Cause I don't want to get too immersed too soon and be burnt out by episode seven. There's a good chance I might cry though. At some point, I, at some point in the season, I'm going to cry. Somebody's going to die or something's going to happen. I'm going to cry. It's all good though. So there's no way all three of the best characters, John Daenerys and Tyrion, all three live, right? Are, like George does not do shit like yeah but I'm saying like there are too many characters that we love for all like that you name those three then Sansa then Arya like all five of them can't die so like there has to be a world where like a decent like you know what I'm saying like people have to survive they can't just I don't think there's just gonna be like one survivor mm. I think Arya is definitely gonna that's for sure yeah cause she's got snuff seriously but she gonna she gonna straight she gonna zip her up though that's gonna oh, be easy work that's your prediction Arya's zipping up seriously yes to Holloway style so, mm, you think, okay, all right, well, you're at a seven right now. I think you'll get to a nine once you start to rewatch, and then you'll be at a ten that whole week, uh, and we'll start, man, we could probably should do some character profiles of what we think about each one, and, like, you know, I, I've seen uh, there's betting lines for who's going to actually get on the Iron Throne and survive, things of that nature, so that'll be uh, as we lead up to the week. Uh, man, wanted to make sure we obviously got to cover uh, some of that on the pop culture thing. Uh Charles, I am going to ask you a couple things of this week because I think you're very attentive. Another thing is that you're very astute. Um, there is going to be a lot of summary on the Mueller investigation. Would love, don't need your thoughts right now. This is just a homework assignment for you. Would love for you to kind of get wrapped up in it the next 24 hours. Just just see what, see how bases are going. Just, just want to see how things are shaping up. I think it's very interesting as I think uh, one side was kind of depending on something happening here. So want to make sure we get educated there so we can. Yeah, we I've been, I've have been reading. I'll have some thoughts for it in a couple of days, but I've been reading. Yeah. I don't want to see how it pans out when I was my stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, there's, we can have a civilized discussion with friends can do. That's what this can do. Also a little podcast. Like, sorry, like we live in a world of where politics actually matter in this country. And there is, we, I was just talking to my friend about like, in Singapore, he says, when you were about to check things in your bag, like, they literally tell you, do not have any drugs, like, in terms of, like, even, like, over-the-counter stuff, or you will be executed. Because this is very authoritarian. You know, like, I can't imagine us living in like that. We can have a civilized discussion about today's politics. We are going to cover something that had a two-year investigation with you. can turn us off. You can deal with it. We're not going to pick one side or the other. We are going to give you facts, though. And we're gonna think about like strategies. Is that fair to say, Charles? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. I, I we ain't gonna delve in too much into it, but um, unless something drastically changes, I'm probably gonna have an opinion that uh <laughs> that you wouldn't expect me to have. So uh, 
Oh, yeah. I think we're on the same page. And yeah. we'll, we'll reveal that later this week. <laughs> You're talking about in terms of results. For, uh-huh. Okay, yep. we're on the same page. Perfect. We'll keep it moving. Excellent. Uh, great, man. All right, so, um, Charles, uh, before we end things, I uh, it's just uh, obviously it's been a good talk. We didn't want to give you a whole college basketball podcast because that's all you've been having. We wanted to make sure, obviously, we wanted to cover uh, some of the top things. Uh, your boys, Tennessee, they came through. They're not your boys. I'm, I have, I am very happy about things. Would you consider Rocky Top one of the top five uh, fight songs in all of in all of college sports? Uh, definitely. Yes, Rocky Top's phenomenal. It just can't, it can't. No, like, yeah. And I, I, it's not even. It's like not. It's not even. I don't even dislike the song. I actually think it's a decent song. I think it's our state song. I believe. Um, so you can be a Tennessee fan. You can be a. Everybody knows Rocky Top, even non-Tennessee fans. Yeah, it's. I, I couldn't. I would say it's top three for sure. Because I feel like there are more fans that know. The, all the words to Rocky Top than any other fight song. Yes, wholeheartedly agree. Now there might be some other melodies that are more known, but like the actual words to the song, when everybody you know the organized woo, yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for them. They were had a lot of great fans in Columbus this weekend where we were, and then they go to Louisville, Kentucky. Louisville's gonna be lit with Purdue. Like only people coming from Indiana to Louisville, and then Tennessee. Like they got, they got, they're getting themselves a good regional. That's for sure. That's gonna be fun for them. And I hope they. I yeah, mean, it's definitely gonna be cracking down there. Yeah, man. I, I know for you. I know you don't have a lot of love for them, but I'm hoping that you know you find your heart. Like, I mean, they are some dogs, man. They are. They, they are. They are fun to watch, and I like tough teams. Toughest team wins, man. TTW. Uh, but I really. I'm. I actually am hoping the best for them. Um, for me, on a personal note nervous about Michigan, but I think, I mean, John Beeline, I, I say this all the time, kids who are 10 years old don't even understand that Michigan wasn't a basketball. Because all they've been living in is John Beeline being the best ex-Nova coach in the, country, in the country and good success, everything but a natty for them. So, uh, I'm really looking forward to, like, you know, these are these are one of the tight teams. I think we're going to see some good basketball, too. Don't you think, like, now the first or second round, like, it's kind of a relief for now, right? Now it's just, like, you got to go out and hoop. And like leave it all out there. The next couple of rounds is—is is that the mentality? Don't you think? Like you know, from uh, from what you would take, uh, from what you would take for not from your experience, unfortunately, but like with people that you knew, like who were at other other places that had more tournament success. Like what what is going on with them right now? Their mentality, like when you come home for that week and stuff like that, before you got to get back on the road. I mean, it's go time. I mean, every time you know, it's just you, you ratchet it up more, um, and you just gotta. Like I said, it's it's a, it's a it's deeper in the tournament than I ever went, but at the same time, like you know, it's, you you still prep the same. You know, obviously, it's a little different when you're back on campus and, and you're getting that vibe. You got to stay focused. But I mean, now you know, after you, you made it through that first weekend, it's really you know, it's last sixteen, the the cream, the rose, you know, to the top. So you know, you gotta. There's no time. There's no time for half stepping because you know, if you you know, you might have been able to play play a you know a B B minus game and in, in, you know the round of thirty two because you were playing a and for your team, you know, you were able to make enough plays to win. But, you know, now you're pretty much all the teams are, you know, relatively equal in talent, you know. Um, you know, not they might not have, you know, as many McDonald's All-Americans as certain teams. But, you know, they have athletes and they have size. And, you know, most of those teams will, you know, against the, you know, even the best teams in the country, like, you know, teams that are, you get, I guess if you if you had to rank one through 16, the 16th best team probably, you know, can match up least size-wise from a, um, from a size perspective against, you know, against a Duke. So, 
uh, you just got to bring it and, and be prepared because, you know, it, it happens quick. You know, there's not really no other time of the year besides conference where you're playing so many games close together like that. So, um, you know, concentration is of utmost, utmost importance at this time. Man, there it is. That's a great review, man. Nobody brings that basketball IQ and the basketball, you know, mentality and all just great thoughts like you can provide it, man. It's just wonderful to see. Um, Charles, any lasting thoughts for, uh, for folks? Me, obviously, we just covered on the basketball tip, but just anything in life otherwise, uh, making dinner tomorrow or uh, for your lady coming back or you, how are things, how's she going to be treated? Any, anything you want to touch on? Uh, no, it'd be good to have the, to have the GF back tomorrow. Uh, I don't know. I might, I might dabble in something, you know, uh, I'm not opposed to looking up a, a recipe on Pinterest and seeing what I can find. Um, from my days of living in Europe, I, I, I have grown to love to cook. So, uh, yeah, that was actually a good suggestion, Lawson. I might, I might get in my bag. I'm not, I'm not, unlike you, I don't get to go hang out in Florida for the week. But, um, you know, trying to make the best of things here. And uh, I think, I think it's, the weather's starting to change now. So it's in the 70s this week. So positive vibes. Positive vibes for sure. Uh, why don't you do this for the people? Make something for AB. Take a picture so people can understand. You got a little domestic side to it. Love to see it on Twitter, Instagram, and then we can reference it in the pod this week. Yeah, I'll see what I can do, man. I don't know. It'll it'll be if it ain't tomorrow, it'll be Tuesday. So I get it posted when I got to see what she got a taste for. Um, <laughs> you know, I aim to please, so I don't want to make something I just want. I got to make sure uh, it's something that she wants too. So probably shrimp or something. So yeah, like it, like it, awesome. All right, thank you everybody for listening to Charles' little podcast. We will be at you later in the week. Have a good one, as uh, as Charles always says, positive vibes, and we'll keep it rolling. Have a good one. Holla.